Hey there, We Can't Wrestle Podcast listeners. If you haven't noticed, we have switched our server to Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So go ahead, download the free Anchor app, or go to anchor.fm to get started. Highly recommended by me and everybody else here at the We Can't Wrestle Podcast. The We Can't Wrestle Podcast, brought to you by WrestleNet Radio. Also brought to you by The Virtual Asylum, for all your virtual meet and greet needs. For English, <laughs> press 1. Para Espanol, primo numero dos. You're listening to the We Can't Wrestle Podcast. Now it's time for our host, Nate Matson. Hola, wrestling fans. Hello, wrestling fans, <laughs> and welcome to episode 130 of the We Can't Wrestle podcast. And this time around, we are playing once again the book or the box, or the our box. trivia contest of which I currently hold the championship that has no belt. But anyway, I am joined, of I course. One. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, you did draw one. There is actually a belt. It's a It's a digital belt. But uh, I am joined, as you hear the voice there, our hostess for Booker the Box. My beautiful wife, Kendall, is here. Hola. And, of course, the contenders in this triple threat match as last time, my brother Aaron, the former champion. Hey. And a man who's just trying to catch a break at this game, Mr. Yep. Archie Mitchell, is here. What's up, everybody? Nate, two, two, two quick comments. Yes. One, when you said hola. You sounded like you were about to say, welcome to Sabado Gigante <laughs> on, on, like, you know, the, the Spanish station. Yeah. And two, the next time I win a Powerball for a belt, I am having a Booker the Box belt, a belt made. Sweet. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and whenever you have it, we have to ship it to Jersey. And then whenever Aaron or I right. have it, we can just, you know, walk across the street or whatever. Right. Um, Aaron, here's your belt. This- <laughs> <laughs> we really enjoy this game. If this is the first time you've listened, I have a WWF, or it's not a, well, this one's a WWE trivia game now. Uh, we've modernized it. We used to use the old trivia game. Now we have the new one with supposedly 750 questions in it, so that should get us through at least a few. Plus, this one will have some more. There's some more product shit in here. Yes, there's current product shit in here. And there is the nefarious book. The book. To Nate's credit, though, to to, to give Nate some backup, we found out the other trivia game we were working, we were using was worth like a million dollars. Yeah. So we don't want to ruin it. You know? (laughs) I got the stupid thing for twenty bucks at the Goodwill site, <laughs> and turns out turns out it's worth bank. That's what collecting's all about, folks. <laughs> Goodwill's gonna call Nate tomorrow. You have that game we sold? Yeah, you? we'd like to buy that. Ago. We'd like to buy that back for fifteen dollars. Would you like to donate? 
We'll give you a hundred dollars of goodwill credit if you'd like to stick up. <laughs> goodwill credit. <laughs> I'm gonna get me a fanny pack and a sweater from the eighties, baby. There you go. Yeah. A couple of DVDs. Yeah, a couple of DVDs. <laughs> Roadhouse. All right. There you go. <laughs> and a duct tape bean bag. <laughs> I don't believe you're getting DVDs from Goodwill. It's only VHS. <laughs> Still Roadhouse. All right. Still Roadhouse. Just can't <laughs> Patrick watch it. Swayze, baby. <laughs> the book is the real challenge. This book is from 1999, and it has some oddball questions in it. Uh, some obscure shit. So we take the book as a challenge, and of course, we play to the sc- a score of 15, and the winner at the end of the game is the We Can't Wrestle Trivia Champion. La Champion. So I think I will let... Should the champ go first, or one of the challengers, yes. Kendall? Go ahead. We'll, we'll give well, you the honors of going well, first. Apparently the, the champion's getting to go first. All right. I vote. I will go first here. The book or the box... Wrestling trivia on the We Can't Wrestle podcast. I am going to choose to start. Let's christen this new box. Let's go with the box. For Let's the go with question. the box. All right. First question. Who teamed with Vince and Shane McMahon to face D-Generation X in a handicap Hell in a Cell match at Unforgiven 2006? The Big Show. You are correct. You sure right. it wasn't God? On the board. I think that sure. was... I can't uh, remember if God was before or after that. I think God was before that. Right. Vince McMahon and Shane McMahon versus Shawn Michaels and God. In the beginning, God saw Vince McMahon and deemed it was bad. <laughs> I do want to add that the questions in the box do not give multiple choice. Okay. So that's going to... Maybe it will for me and make it hard, but I don't know about for you guys. The... Uh, the greatest thing in that Vince McMahon God thing is when him and Shane go into the church. Go into church, yep, and he starts screaming and at the top of his lungs. He starts screaming and everything, and, and uh, Shane, he's like, may God strike me down! And Shane takes like four steps yep. off to the left. It's yep. great. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oops. <laughs> um, Aaron, how about you? You next. Uh, give me the book. Ooh. Ooh. Going strong first, huh? Go big or go home, right? Right. (laughs) Which of the following is a fictitious team? The Enforcers? The Gladiators? Oh, no. The the Faggots? Or the Mod Squad? (laughs) It's already off. What? What? Can you you repeat the question? Can you repeat the question? I did not read ahead before I started this. (laughs) Can, can you repeat that, please? Should I change your question? <laughs> no. I don't want to offend your folks. Okay. You're not going to offend oh. anybody. You're just reading I'm, a question what, out of a book. You didn't write the book. Did, uh, no. did, Rush, did Rush Limbaugh write this book? Though? <laughs> <laughs> Major ditto. I'm not, I'm not sure. Please repeat it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Which of the following is a fictitious team? The Enforcers, the Gladiators, the Faggots, or the Mod Squad? <laughs> Um, I'm gonna go faggots. Now wait, right. before you say yes or no, if it turns out that it's the gladiators, that's pretty funny. 
Go ahead. <laughs> I, I am looking up the answer right now. It, it, you're right. You don't need to. It's the fact. <laughs> you don't need to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> ah, forgot about it. <laughs> wow. All right. So Aaron's on the board. <laughs> I'm blushing with, right now. With our, yeah, with our amazingly bigoted book here. Great. And then we can't wrestle. I'll read ahead next time. That may be the worst <laughs> thing we and we've said bad things, but that may be the worst thing we've ever had to say on this show. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't gonna be on back. YouTube. I'll take, um, this one's not box. getting on YouTube. I'm just saying. <laughs> Sorry, Archie, didn't mean to step on you. No, you're fine. You're fine. All right, so book or the box? Box, please. Box. Safe zone. Got it. <laughs> uh, who faced Hulk Hogan in a street fight at WrestleMania? Oh, God. They got to put the Roman numerals on there, don't they? It is Vince Probably McMahon. Probably 19. 10. Who is Vince McMahon? Yeah, you're right. It it's, is. It's 19. Yeah. Yeah, that was 19. the only street fight he was ever in at WrestleMania. Cool. Never mind. I didn't have to figure it out. <laughs> yep. Fantastic. <laughs> and Archie said Vince McMahon, and he was correct. So we're all three on the board. Yes. Nice. Aaron should get a bonus point for having to answer that last question. <laughs> I should put. I should give Kendall a point for having to ask. You right? Say it. Right? I'd ask. I had to ask it twice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to go with the book this time. All right. Chief J. Strongbow and blank held the WWF team belt in 1972. Was it Jules Strongbow, Sonny King, Chief Billy White Wolf, or Ted Oates? <laughs> I think it was Chief Billy White Wolf. Mm-hmm. It was Sonny King. Oh, I did not know Sonny now, King see, was the WWF was Tag Team Champion. Yeah, I thought it was Jules Strongbow, his brother. I know I know Jules and, and Jay held it in the later in the 70s because they yeah. had a feud with Fuji and Saito. Um, yep. But yeah, I didn't even know Sonny King was the Tag Team Champion in the WWF. So me on me. Got me on that one. All right, Aaron. Uh, give me Give me the box. The box. What superstar entered WrestleMania 2000 as both the Intercontinental and European Champion? Kurt Angle. Oh, you got it. Yeah. The Eurocontinental right. Champion. The Eurocontinental yes. Champion. Side note: He's the only guy that ever lost both his belts without getting pinned or yep. submitted. Ben Juan Jericho, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he yeah. bitched about it for like two months. <laughs> yeah. Every concession stand guy, backstage, yep. parking lot attendant is fucking great. I didn't even get pinned. <laughs> <laughs> I will take uh, the box again. The box again. All right. Yep. What diva was cousin to Hardcore and Crash Holly? Who is the newest Hall of Fame inductee? Molly, Super Molly Holly. Yep, that's it. All right. Nate won, Aaron two, Archie two. The champion is at a deficit right You're now. You're not looking good, champ. <laughs> but I'm going to go with Le Box. Le Box. 
Alrighty. Who captioned a team of three knights, red, black, and blue, in an elimination match against a team of four Hart brothers at the 1993 Survivor Series? My man, Shawn Michaels. Indeed it is. All right. Oh, see, that could have been a trick question because it was supposed to be Jerry Lawler. It was supposed to be Jerry Lawler, but Jerry Lawler was in a little bit of hot water at the time. And uh, on, on trial for maybe having something to do with minors. Yeah. Right. Mean, yeah. right. The box he got into wasn't in 1999. It was <laughs> no. A little like younger than that. 15 and under. Yeah. yeah. Um. Also, one of the greatest uh, commentaries, uh, commentary diatribes in the history of wrestling. I don't know if diatribes the rest of the, the right <laughs> word, but yeah, one of the greatest a, things ever. Bobby yeah. Heenan's fucking fantastic. Yeah, Bobby Heenan's commentary on this match is a highlight reel of of color commentary. What the, he he goes? What's this one's name? Bruce. Yeah, they yeah. had nine they months, had, and the best you yeah. come up with was Bruce. Yeah, yeah. nine <laughs> months to come up with a name, and the best you came up with was Bruce. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, who's this one? The fireman? Is this the fireman? <laughs> yeah. Is this the fireman? <laughs> no, he goes, is this the fireman? Oh, the volunteer fireman? Yeah. Aaron, you're next. <laughs> uh, let's go with the book. All right. Got my uh, humor. I don't know if this is Gagne or just Ganya. Is it Ganya? Okay, so yes. Greg Ganya and Jim Brunzel formed a partnership known as the, the High Flyers. Mar- Never mind, you already know. <laughs> oh, but let's hear the rest of the teams. Okay. I hope it's the faggots. That would be no, great. It's, it's not. It's not. No, it's Masked Marvels, High Rollers, <laughs> High Flyers, or Mighty Mites. The Mighty Mites. Yes, the Mighty, Mighty Mites. Mites. <laughs> Uh, them and the Fagots had a great feud. <laughs> yes. You know, you know who the Fagots. Fagot and Phil Fagot. <laughs> you, you know who the Fagots Fagot manager brothers. was, right, Nate? What's that? You know who managed the Fagots, right? Uh, their their father, Ira, wasn't it? I forgot. No, no. <laughs> no. popular '80s wrestler Jeff Gaylord. Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! I, I, I will take the box, please. <laughs> Their finishing move was the rectum. Damn near killed him. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> they came Sorry. down to the ring to its raining men. <laughs> Jesus! All right, box it is right. Yes. All right, who ended Bob? Backlund's five-plus-year reign as WWE champion in December 1983. Hulk Hogan, I'll tell you something, baby. You jabroni. The Iron Sheik is the man that beat Bob Backlund for the World Heavyweight title. It is the Iron Sheik. Yes, it is. Sorry, impression. (laughs) The Iron Sheik was was a transitional champion at the time. Um between Backlund and Hogan, because back then, good guys didn't beat good guys. Nope. Very rarely was there even a face versus face match. Right. Maybe on a house show where nobody else saw it on TV. But yeah, they said. Well, they said that back in the uh, back in the seventies, I think it was the late seventies. They even tried. I don't know if they did it in the garden, 
or if they did it in Boston, but they tried Bruno versus Pedro. And it failed miserably. It, well, the crowd wasn't having it. The crowd didn't right. want to have to choose. You know, right. back then people were conditioned that your good guys were good guys and your bad guys were bad guys, and right, you didn't put them up against each other. So, right. who's who's going to Bruce? Who's going to boo Bruno San Martino? Right, you know, and, or, 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 Pedro. or Pedro Morales. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My dad used to actually work out with Pedro Morales at, at the gym here in New Jersey, called the mm-hmm. Club at Woodbridge, and he walked in one night with his gym bag, and my dad noticed him. Because the gym bag said WWF on it. And my dad went up to him and went, I don't mean to bother you, but you, your gym bag says WWF. My son's a big wrestling fan. Who were you? <laughs> and the guy said, go back and watch old tape until you find me, because that is the most disrespectful question you could ever <laughs> Who ask were a you? wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> so now he took my uncle like two or three weeks later, and the guy's back there, and he's working out. And my uncle starts screaming like a like a pure mark. That's Pedro Morales, and my dad's like, "I knew I knew who that was." <laughs> you know, uh, there's a collector. I think I don't know if the collector's in Jersey or New York, but there's a collector that owns Pedro's WWF Championship belt, really? his actual belt, because Pedro pawned it. <laughs> yep, I heard that. I've heard that before. And there's a collector out there that actually owns it because he bought it at the pawn shop. It's legit. It was Pedro's WWW. I wonder how much he got for it. When he I don't it. know. That's crazy, though, to think of that. Right? Um, I will go with. Do I want to get. Do I want to take the challenge? Yes, let's go with the book. Let's All see right. what the book brings here. All right. Blank are the Blackjacks. Is it Mulligan Sr. and Roberts? Rose and Lanza? Morton and Lanza, or Mulligan Sr. and Lanza? It is Mulligan Sr. and Lanza. You're right. You're absolutely right. A.K.A. the father of Barry Wyndham and the uncle of Justin Hawk Bradshaw. Yep. The kayfabe. Well, yeah. (laughs) We keep it kayfabe here, Aaron. Didn't you hear the last episode when I went on my rant? (laughs) Aaron? Aaron. I'll do the box. The box? All right. Brutus Beefcake earned his barber nickname <laughs> when, he rep- when he helped Rowdy Roddy Piper shave whose head at race- WrestleMania 3? Adrian Adonis. You got it. <laughs> and it was once again Brutus Beefcake being in the fucking ring with two talented people that he should have no interaction with. <laughs> Adrian Adonis say. and Roddy Piper, two fucking classic, fantastic people, and Brutus fucking beefcake. <laughs> like Roddy Piper, say. I'm retiring. I'm retiring. I'm going. I'm leaving. And the person they're going to try to make the next fucking dude to replace Roddy Piper and give him the rub is fucking Brutus Beefcake. Beefcake. Aaron. Remember, remember when Brutus Beefcake main evented Starcade with Hulk Hogan as the man with no name? Well, he was the butcher. Yeah, but, but I remember he was the man with no name. <laughs> Which no, is a name! Man. Which is a name, right? He wasn't the man with no name at Starcade. He was the butcher there, which was still stupid. And it's like... Uh, Nate Go said ahead, he wants man. to keep. Nate said he wants to keep this as like an hour and a half. I can't do fucking <laughs> Hogan. 
if I start talking about Brewers Beefcake, it's gonna be like a four hour show. <laughs> I will I, take uh, just when you think Aaron said everything he wants to say about Brutus Beefcake, there's right. more to say. There's Archie's to going say. with the box. Yep, going with the box. What's in the box? So what general manager introduced Raw Roulette to the WWE universe in Las Vegas on October seventh, two thousand and two? He is another new Hall of Famer. He is Mr. Easy E, Eric Bischoff. That's it. Eric Bischoff and Archie is in the lead right now with four. I thought Aaron, Aaron has, had four also. Aaron has three, and I have mm. three. Oh, okay. Wait, no, no, no. Aaron does have four now from the last mm-hmm. question. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I'm trying yeah, to job you, me, bitch. I'm trying to cheat you. you trying Come to on, cheat. man. I see that. <laughs> Witness. I'll go with... The box. The box. Who at Unforgiven 1999 won a six-pack challenge for the WWE Vince McMahon vacated? Okay. Unforgiven 99, six-man, the vacated title. Shit. Was it The Rock? It was not. It was Triple H. Triple H. Triple H. Damn you, Triple H. H. Who Vince McMahon beat for the title anyway, thanks to Stone Cold, so there was no reason they took the belt off him in the first place. <laughs> There's some other, great... than, other than to give uh other than to give Arnold Schwarzenegger a little heat on that right. SmackDown episode. Right. There's a there's a great moment on that pay review because William Regal comes out and Jerry Lawler figures it out before anybody else, and he's like, Oh my god, William Regal's in Alabama. <laughs> And, and William Regal grabs the mic and he goes, it's okay to love your farm animals, but you people in Alabama need to stop loving your farm animals. <laughs> that's, not, that's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, my turn? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, book me. All right. The blackjacks were handled by Bob Heenan. True or false? Yes. It is true. Okay. Okay. That was an easy question. <laughs> At first, I thought it was a statement. <laughs> okay. yeah, I was like, okay, yes. <laughs> and I thought there was going to be more to follow. Yeah, he, was yes, Bobby Heenan. he wasn't saying true or false. He was just agreeing with you. Okay. <laughs> Bobby Heenan managed, managed the Blackjacks <laughs> in the AWA. It was good stuff. Now, but the real question is. <laughs> but, it, but the real question is, I will take the uh, the box again. I'm not messing with that book. The box. Mm-hmm. This a new box is very kind to Archie. <laughs> In Soviet Russia, box acts as you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What Samoan superstar delighted fans when he'd do in-ring dances with the tag team Too Cool? Who is former Asylum virtual guest Rikishi? That's it. Rikishi. Who overuses the word ooze a lot. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's like Hulk Hogan with brother. He Mm -hmm. just says ooze. All the time, yeah. Everybody's oos. Everybody's oos. <laughs> well, oos means brother, though, right? It does, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I'll go with brother. 
All right, I'm going with the box on this one. All right, this is also a true or false question, so if it becomes a statement, you know. (laughs) Bob Orton and his dad were never teamed. I think that is true. That is false. Damn. I didn't know that Bob and Bob Bob Jr. and Bob Sr. teamed up. Oh, I knew old ass dudes team with their kid to get him up in there. <laughs> speaking of which, know that. speaking of which, low key one of the one of the best one of the best uh, stories slash uh, pairings in modern wrestling history. And when I say modern wrestling history, I mean from two thousand and from the end of WCW to now. One of the best pairings, one of the best stories ever, were uh, Randy. And Bob Jr. and The Undertaker. Like, that stuff. There was some great stuff in that feud. There was. I'm begging you, man. I'm begging you, man. Begging it's you, my man. boy. It's my only son, I mean, man. Don't kill man. him. Don't put him in the <laughs> casket, man. <laughs> Nate, have you watched AEW yet from last night or no? No, I have not. Okay, well, the QT Marshall interview that he does, the promo he cuts, mm-hmm. he rips Cody and Dustin apart. He literally tells them at one point in the interview, the two of you realized that you couldn't get over just by being Dusty's kid, so you slapped on face paint and became Vince McMahon's bitches. Let me tell you, I was like, wow, they let him say that, and it's their company. So, (laughs) And he's right, though. Neither one of them were able to get over as Dusty Rhodes' son. Right. You know? (laughs) So, I think Dustin had... Pretty good success, but he had poten- no, no, no. He had potential in WCW, but in WWF, he was not getting over as 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 Dusty Rhodes' son. It just wouldn't work. So. All right. Um, I will take the box. Alrighty. Who? I thought did... it was my turn. Oh, is it? Mm. I don't know. Go ahead. It is. Go ahead. Yes, Aaron. It's your no, no. Go, go, go. It is no, your no, turn. No, no, no. Aaron, no, Aaron, you have you this. have to go. We have to keep the flow. <laughs> Yes. Okay, I shouldn't be the person that knows what's going on. <laughs> um, book. The book. I love when this fucking book just says some racist shit. <laughs> fucking something insensitive. I love it. I, I make it sen- make it insensitive. I want to hear it. <laughs> All right. Well, is it Albano? Albano? Albano. 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 All right. Albano himself was once a member of. The Godfathers, the Italians, the Sicilians, or the Pizza Connection? Oh my god. Oh my god. It was the Sicilians. You are correct. I so wanted it to be the Pizza Connection. That was his team with uh, Sal Balomo. <laughs> it's a back to well, that. I, yeah. Yeah, it was the Sicilians. <laughs> All right, I will take the box now that it's my turn. Okay. Who did John Cena defeat in an ambulance match in the main event of Elimination Chamber 2012? Ooh. Oof. Fuck knows. <laughs> I don't I didn't even know John Cena was in that match. I couldn't see him. Um <laughs> let's see. Was it Batista? Or was it Kane? I'm trying to think here. Was it Batista or Kane? Could it have been Edge? Wow, I really didn't want to miss a question, but 
Go with your gut. You got this. Oh, well, then I'm going with Batista. You should have went with Kane. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she, yeah, tried to, she tried to help you, Archie. Yeah, no, Kendall's giving me, me to go with my first answer. It's Batista. Nate, write that down as a possible name for this episode. You, you should have went, went with Kane. Kane. You should have went with Kane. <laughs> What's the score? Ah, oh, shit. That's funny. What's that? What's the score? You're leading. Nate, three. Aaron, six. Yeah. Arch- Archie, five. Damn it. We'll let Nate. We'll let Nate decide when we take a, a half time for a cigarette. But all right. So whose turn? Nate's turn. Yes. How about and after I, this? I we yeah we can take a break when this when this question when this round is over. All right. All right. Do, 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 do. Give me the book. Give me the book. All right. Yes. If I'm gonna lose, <laughs> I'm gonna lose in style. All right. Two members of this group have included. The spoilers in Kamala, the spoilers in Jake Roberts, Ivan Koloff and the Grapplers, or Ivan Koloff and Steve Kern. Hold on. I don't understand that. That's what it says. Two members of this group. Uh, Maybe it's because it follows up with the question before. What group? I don't know. It doesn't say. I'm literally reading it word for word. Okay, I don't know. I don't. We'll skip this one then. How about that? Are you guys all right with me skipping yep. this question? Yeah, I don't understand I, it. I just <laughs> want to hear it one more time, though. Two member, two members of this group. I bet it's a follow up from question twenty five, which was what? says create, cre- blank created the Legion of Doom. That was the question. It's on no. the previous page. Is nope. that it? No. Okay. I understand what the question was, but skip it. It's okay. Well, how about we just go with the previous question or the second we'll question? Listen to that question, though. Blank created the Legion of Doom. <laughs> no, that's too easy for him. Just okay. Oh. <laughs> <Go>. Hey. <laughs> Fine, I'll find another one. Jeez. Go ahead, Nate. Answer that one. I'll let you answer that one. I already found a new question now. Oh, okay. I just the gotta get the answer. Spoken. I, I've got to get the answer first. Okay. So blank is Davy Boy Smith's talented tag mate, the Dynamite hot dog kid. Okay, you got it. But I do want to hear the. I do want to hear the. Hot the dog? Uh... What? <laughs> it's, the hot dog? it's the hot dog kid, TNT, <laughs> dynamic kid, or the dynamite kid. <laughs> the hot dog kid. The, the hot, hot dog. dog kid. The hot dog kid would not have made it anywhere in wrestling. He would have been a jobber. <laughs> <laughs> like the hot dog just can't win, man. Why my wrestler, he, he my, can't catch up. What a weenie! <laughs> my wrestler has a first name. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Aaron, go ahead. Go ahead, Aaron. He's the hot, the dog, hot dog kid. kid. The hot dog kid is relishing in his victory. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a weener! All right, go ahead. Uh, let's keep going with this book. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Let me find with one the that hot dog kids. Yeah. With the hot dogs kid advanced speed, his opponents can't catch up. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hector and Blank are related. Is it Chico, Chavo, Jimmy, or Jose? <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing it's actually. Jaime instead of Jimmy, but I don't know. <laughs> it's so funny. 
<laughs> but it's Chavo. But please read those names again. <laughs> Chico Guerrero. Chico Guerrero. <laughs> what were the names again? That was Chico, Chavo, Jimmy, and Jose. <laughs> but it's Chavo, but yeah. Yeah, you're right. Jimmy Guerrero, Chico Guerrero. Those all sound like shit Jesse Ventura would have called him if they would have there in the 80s. What? I was just going to say on the documentary, it'd be like, Jimmy Guerrero never found the success of his brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Mitchell, you're next. <laughs> if, if Fritz Von Erich were booking the Guerreros, that's who he would have brought in when the other one left. <laughs> yes. They would have faced Lance Von Erich. Yes. Tonight, Lance's <laughs> opponent will be Chico Guerrero. Chico Ooh. Guerrero. Who? <laughs> 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 He's Polynesian. <laughs> Pay it no mind. And because, Pay it no mind. <laughs> well, he's got and a mustache like the Guerreros. Because until like five years ago, professional wrestling was super racist, he would have had the biggest sombrero you've ever seen Without in your a life doubt. on, too. Without a doubt. 400-pound Samoan comes waddling down the just a little to Mexico. Ay, 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 ay. Chico Ah, oh, shit. What's wrong, Oos? I'm Chico. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the, the box again. <laughs> oh, Alrighty. Man. Let's see. Who defeated John Cena in the last man standing match at Backlash 2009, earning the World Heavyweight Championship a fifth time? Why do I keep getting John Cena questions? It's probably because this card's a John Cena card. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't say that, but I mean, All right. maybe. Um, who defeated John Cena in a last man? 2009, you said? Yes, 2009. It was for the World Heavyweight title. And they said he became a five-time champion. Right. Would you like me to repeat the question? No, no, I haven't. I'm, okay. I'm trying to think. I'm thinking... Edge. That is correct. Yeah. Winner, winner. All right. Archie gets on the board, or is on the board, actually, with six. Aaron, six. Myself, only four. So there you have it. You guys want to take a break? But Aaron's getting all the racist questions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at them. And he's good in them too, right? <laughs> yeah, we're good with a break. All right, we will take a break, and when we come back, we'll finish up this game of book or box on the Weekend Wrestle Podcast. Hey, this is a national treasure and the real world's champion, Nick Aldis. And just when you thought that every possible wrestling podcast name in the world was taken. Nate comes in with a clinch with the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Based on Nate's unbelievable level of praise for me, I would go ahead and say that Nate sounds like a knowledgeable, smart, trustworthy human being, and his expertise should be lauded and appreciated by all of the listeners of the We Can't Wrestle podcast. All right, wrestling fans, welcome back to the We Can't Wrestle podcast. 
Booker the Box. We have the box, which is a WWE trivia game, and we have the book, which is an old racist. So yes. uh, the great this, gimmick we got going here. If this winds up on Peacock, it's going to be a 20-minute episode. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of networks, before we get back into the questions, for those of you listening to the show, if you are not aware, as of this weekend, it will be active. It will be on 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 365 days a year, WrestleNet Radio is coming your way. We are proud to uh, to be embarking on this journey. Um, not only will we have live shows with your co-hosts that you hear normally here on the We Can't Wrestle podcast, we are developing other shows. Um, Aaron and Chad Austin are thinking about doing a territory show together. We're just finalizing what we're going to do for that. Um there may be a John Majewski show on the Ooh. WrestleNet radio that he Ooh. and I are talking about, <laughs> David Gold, and many, many more. So stay tuned, but definitely um, check out the We Can't Wrestle Facebook group because I will be posting the information there for the website you can go to. And there will be an Android app, an iPhone app, an Apple app is in the works. With Apple, everything is always a pain in the ass. Everything always costs more money. And everything always takes longer with Apple. So be patient, but that will be coming as well. But very excited about WrestleNet Radio. I like those apples. Not very <laughs> much. We need, a, we need a Mike Zika show. That would be cool. You never get to hear Mike. Never get to hear Mike. He's modest. Yeah. He does great work with the videos and stuff. The man's a genius. He and uh, he actually made the, uh, the intro that you hear every week here on uh, the We Can't Wrestle podcast. So... Yes, that would be awesome, too, to have Mike as part of the, the uh, radio station. But again, WrestleNet Radio coming your way from us here at the We Can't Wrestle family. Very excited about this. I think it's going to change the game in wrestling podcasting. And uh, that being said, I'm going to keep trying to defend my title here. <sighs> the Hot Dog Kid. Can't get over it. All right. I'm going to go with this time around with The Box. All right. What was the name of the tag team made up of? Is it Shattershod? Shad. Shad. All right. Shad and JTG. That was crime time. It was crime time. Money, money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that cool, cool tag team. When, I really when enjoyed it, them. Um, and they're, they were one of the last, like, um, I don't want to say modern product, but you know what I mean. Like they were one of the last like cool gimmicks mm-hmm. that agree. the WWE yeah. had, and obviously Shad is a fucking hero. And one of the greatest sketches in modern, like one of my favorite. I don't want to say greatest. I don't know. Whatever. It's WWE, but one of the fa- my favorite WWE humor sketches of the modern era is at that SummerSlam. I think it's at a SummerSlam. When they're uh, they're in the the room Dance with uh, William Regal with William Regal and Teddy Long and Vince McMahon and yeah, ouch, <laughs> it's fantastic. Regal right, dancing was hysterical. Oh yeah, and he's got his, his little hat, beanie hat on sideways. Yep, <laughs> fantastic. And it, then he's the last one dancing, and McMahon's just looking at him. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> gold. Uh, I've been doing a lot of books, so let's do box. Alrighty. WrestleMania is the longest-running annual pay-per-view event on WWE calendar. What is the second? 
Is it the Survivor Series? It is the Survivor Series. Good one, Aaron. I almost said right. Rumble, but I wasn't a hundred a hundy. But I thought it was <laughs> yeah. right. uh, the first Survivor Series was in '87, and the first yeah. Rumble and SummerSlam were both in '88. Actually, I yeah. guess technically the first Rumble pay per view was in '89, because the first yeah. Royal Rumble was on USA Network. There's the the Survivor Series when when Bobby Heenan's team they were cutting their promo, and I think everybody was on coke. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. I love, I love, um, not to get on a, a tangent, I'm not going to, but I was just going to say that Nate, I always know you were always a big fan of the Royal Rumble, but I, I loved the Survivor Series. I thought the Survivor Series is cool. The Survivor Series cool is cool in the Rumble because if, like, you look at, like, the pay per view as a whole, mm-hmm. it's, it, it encapsulates, it encapsulates what, I can't say that word. It basically shows you what was going on that entire year, right? Yeah, because you're, you're they take up. all the feuds and they put them all mashed up together. It's I love the Survivor Series, fun shit. Senior Mitchell, uh, <laughs> um, I will take L box. L box. Who, just one year after his debut in WWE, defeated Hulk Hogan for the WWE Championship at the 1991 Survivor Series? Can you, you broke up towards the ending of the question. Can you repeat that? Absolutely. Who, just after one year of his debut in WWE, defeated Hulk Hogan for WWE Championship at the 1991 Survivor oh, Series. Okay, now I got it. Yeah, perfect. Who is The Undertaker? It is. Yes, it was. And that was a, a confusing time for young WWE fans. Undertaker wins the title, then it's taken away from him. Uh, well, the Tuesday in Texas deal Texas, and then into the yep. Royal Rumble. With Ric Flair, which we've uh, we've discussed at the, this Tuesday in Texas pay per view on a former episode here yes, of the we Weekend have. Wrestle podcast, it was also the tumbling was- of Tunny. Like <laughs> it was his mishandling of this whole situation that brought the downfall of Jack Tunney as president. Yep. And it's also where Hulk Hogan started to re- re- reveal his true heelness because he got pissed off losing the title to Taker. He kicked out at, at three ugly. And then at the Rumble, he eliminated Sid, even though he was already eliminated. Mm-hmm. And he got so, mad that okay. Sid eliminated him. Yeah, right. That's the and point. Like, <laughs> yep. All right. Let me go with the book this time. The book. Here's some grace. Risking shit. it. Risking it. They defeated Adrian Adonis and Blank for the tag team belt. I don't know who they is, but it says they. So Dick Murdoch, Bret Hart, Ken Patera, Perta? I don't know. Tony Atlas. It was uh, it was Dick Murdoch, I believe, and we're probably ta- we're probably talking about Tony Atlas and Rocky, Rocky Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. yeah. So I think I did pretty good on that, having no context. Yeah, that was uh, but a, yeah. That was a- Really loose question. It was. The book, the book was probably happy with that victory. Well, when I started reading, I thought they was going to be who you had to figure out who they were in the, right. in the answers. But no, I'm like, wait, there's a blank here. So they want me not reading ahead. 
Again. Well, I'm, gl- I'm glad I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you got it. <laughs> I am too. Aaron? Book it. Book it. All right. Remember the book it program with the sticker? Yeah. Yeah. If they, if they had more book it programs, I'd read more books. Like if I knew if I got a little pizza at the well, end of the month, I read, I read like six books, I'd be reading like a motherfucker. Book it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a little pizza. I'll read all the books you want. I read, Aaron, I read, why, I read Caligula. I get a large pizza. Aaron, why did you read twenty-seven books this month? Because I wanted pizza. <laughs> I like pizza. <laughs> all right, Bobby Eaton is known in wrestling circles as bad, beautiful, nasty, or gorgeous. Beautiful. Beautiful. He was beautiful. He was beautiful. Nasty Bobby. <laughs> Nasty Nasty Bobby. Eaton. <laughs> Bobby Eaton, by the way, just as a side note, bell to bell, one of the greatest workers in the history of Without professional doubt. wrestling. Without uh, a doubt. Bell to bell, yeah. I mean, you can't you can't argue with that. Even with the throwaway tag team he had with Steve Kearns, the bad attitude team, they were still actually a really good team. They just you didn't know, have anything to grow on because WCW was putting all their eggs in the basket for NWO. When you so. when you hear the when you hear the wrestling historians talk about Eaton, obviously you dig into you dig into uh, to um, the Midnight Express and right. he was in the Dangerous Alliance. But I think a team that doesn't get brought up enough um, in at least wrestling history conversations is Bobby Eaton and William Regal when they were the Blue Bloods. The Blue Bloods, oh, without a doubt. They were a fantastic tag team. Underrated. They didn't. I don't. They never gave them the tag titles, right? Oh, they might. I'd have to go back have, and look. They right. might have had one of those remember. reigns where they, like on Nitro, they beat Harlem Heat, and then Harlem Heat beat them the next week or then something. They lost I, it back like a week or yeah, so later, right? Yeah, I'd have to go back and take a look. I'm not sure. That's a good question. That could be a trivia question. It could. <laughs> Can I Google it and give the answer and get a point? <laughs> Uh, let me go with the box again. All right. What WWE champion had a customized smoking school championship designed for him? (laughs) Who is Stone Cold Steve Austin? You are correct. What do you guys think about the fact that... Hell yeah. Hey, I want to say something here. This week... This week proved that at this point WWE in no way shape or form looks at AEW as competition at all. Is they letting Jericho up they're, on the they're, they're letting Chris Jericho come on WWE oh, network yeah. and be with Stone Cold. Like they, right. they're looking at this fucking child's play going, this isn't a threat to us. Yeah, right. let Jericho come on the damn show. Who gives a shit? Yeah, yeah, who gives a yeah. shit? Imagine Vince McMahon in 1998, like, yeah, let Goldberg come on. You know, like, right. no way. They don't, they're, they've get, they, they didn't move NXT because they're threatened by AEW. They moved no, NXT they because they figured they out. because of hockey. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Right. AEW is a blip. <laughs> so anyway. The USA Network basically said, look, you went to Fox with SmackDown instead of offering it to us. So now we're going to make you move NXT for hockey. And yeah. Vince went, okay. Yeah, whatever. 
But anyway, yeah, I, when I when I saw that announcement, that was the first yeah. thing I thought was Vince doesn't give a shit about oh, my, AEW. The best thing that was said about it was CM Punk went and did a, a Q&A and somebody asked him, what do you think about Jericho being on, on uh, Austin's show? And Punk looked into the camera and went, Vince doesn't fear AEW. Yeah, it doesn't no. look, even matter to him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this time I'm going with a box. All right. Triple H ruined what superstar's wedding with Stephanie McMahon when the game revealed he had a secretly married Stephanie. Test. You are correct. One of my favorite storylines. It was, uh, and, and I think the way, the way that, um, that they executed it mm-hmm. was, was, uh, better, more, more better. That's not an expression. The, the like way that they though. executed it was better than the way that Vince Rousseau wanted to execute it also. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and, you know, they made it a spectacle. They made it, you know, it wasn't just right. a throwaway thing. Um, say what you want about Test. I always dug Test. As, he wasn't necessarily the greatest worker in the world, but I liked Test. I, I liked oh, him yeah. more as a heel than a babyface. But, agree. man, he got the shaft in that whole thing. Yes. Like. They 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 did not use the heat that he would have had as a babyface to work a program with Triple H. He just got a, ma- a throwaway match with Triple H on Raw, and that was that. And then before you know it, he was in uh, he was in uh, TNA with Albert and right. Trish Stratus. Yeah, Andrew Andrew Martin. I'm not saying that Andrew Martin should have been like a, a like a six month WWF champion or anything no. like that, but he should have had a like a pay per view to pay per view. Right. Right. Well, well here we're yeah, thing. And he, he was he, over. He yeah. fought Shane McMahon for the right to marry Stephanie, to even date her. So, okay, you fought the brother. You did all that. Now she gets stolen from you, and you're only going to have one match to even try to make a, you mm-hmm. know, do anything about it? You know? Like, um, he was over in the fact that also, like, people dug him. He was talented. He was a big guy. But chicks dug him, too, you know? Like when he would come out, they would. He was a big, good-looking guy, and I'm not saying he should have. Like I said, not saying he should have been like a six-month like world heavyweight champion no. or anything. But that should have been a title match program. Yeah, take the title and then cut the promo saying you may have taken the woman, but I took the belt that you covered so much or something. Yeah, you know? Kendall, Kendall probably listens to us have these conversations. And she's like, "What the fuck is? Yeah, going? who are these people?" <laughs> No, you're What's the score? I'm, just screen, I'm just screening questions right now. You're doing good. <laughs> you're not allowed to screen it. You just have to read it. <laughs> What's the score? What's the score? I currently am sitting at seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Aaron has eight. One, two, three, four, five. And Archie has eight. Ooh. All right. So we are halfway to a victory uh, here. I'm going to play it uh, with the box here on this one. Alrighty. After Edge had to vacate his half of the WWE Tag Team Championship due to injury in 2009, what gigantic superstar stepped in as Chris Jericho's partner? Oh. Big Show. Yep. You are correct. Show. Gary show. Gary show. Yeah. Um, that was a great team because that was when Jericho was doing his uh, his um, cocky. Low key yep. wearing the suit things. So now he's now he's smug and cocky, talking shit, and he's got a giant behind him. Right. 
And yeah, that was fun. Fun stuff. That's kind of what MJF is missing in AEW. Don't get me wrong. Wardlow looks like he's he's menacing, but he's like five foot eleven. You know, yeah. what I, mean? I need a yeah. guy who's like seven foot who's going to be behind you in order for me to take you seriously. Mm-hmm. Well, you people know? criticize uh, what's his name, um, AJ's bodyguard. But I like Omos. I it, think he's great. Well, that that and look how impressive he looks. I right. mean, OJ or OJ <laughs> AJ <laughs> stands in front of him, and like not only is he shorter, but he's he's. He's, he's wider. Yeah, the guy's wider behind him too. Like he he engulfs him. It's he's, fantastic. He flung Xavier Woods like two weeks ago, and even I went, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like it wasn't just a normal throw. It was like, "Wow!" Right? You know. <laughs> All right. Uh, who's turn? Uh, Your my turn. turn. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, sticking with the box. All right. What former WWE diva appeared in several GoDaddy commercials that aired during Super Bowls? Who is Candace Michelle? You got it. I like those commercials. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Aaron's like, I like those commercials. I, like those commercials. <laughs> I am going with the book. Alrighty. The book of racism. <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter and Blank were a highly successful combo in the NWA. Don, Don... Kernodal. Oh, good. I'm glad you said that because I didn't know if it was Kernodal or. <laughs> well, you know what? I hear her pronounce it. Yeah. You know. Well, no. You know what's. You know what's funny though. There isn't a, a, a definitive pronunciation of his name because right. half the wrestlers would say Don Kernodal and the other half would say Don Kernoodle. Yeah, I, I so, was like, I went to read it. I'm like, Kernodle. 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 Just, for, just for shits and giggles, who were the other options? Uh, Jerry Lauder. Oh, my God. Jerry Lawler, Dusty Rhodes, or Lanny Poffo? <laughs> and Slaughter and Poffo. <laughs> yeah, Listen here, you pukes. Yes, me and Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Aaron, you're next. Fuck. All right, let's see. What team has more difficulty getting around the ring? Strike Force, the British Bulldogs, the Rock and Roll Express, or Hulk Hogan and Mr. T? Has more difficulty getting around the ring? Yeah. Why did I expect it to be like the biggest, fattest wrestlers that there were? Like, because they couldn't get around the ring? Yeah, I don't understand this. Yeah. Repeat it. I have please. no clarity. This hold what on. Team has we're more gonna what? we're gonna we're gonna let Aaron pick another question. But I think yeah. the person okay. writing the book was editorializing and saying that uh, Hulk Hogan and Mr. T might not be the greatest wrestlers in the world. Maybe was the answer Hulk Hogan I, and Mr. T. It was okay. I yeah. say so yeah, I think the I think the person re- the old racist was. Uh, was yeah, editorializing, but, but Mr. T actually yeah. wasn't that bad at WrestleMania one and or two for that. I'll matter. stick with the I'll stick with the book. But that's that question was bad. Okay, well, let's see. Barry Windham has tagged with younger brother Kendall. True, true or false. false? Yes, true. It is true. It's Barry Windham. Windham. I, I like, like Windham. Windham is great. I like Windham. I like my Windham with pineapple and brown sugar seasoning. Yeah. What? What? How I do love you pronounce it? Windham. 
Oh, let's spell Windham, so. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Did they actually put wind and then a space and then ham? No, no. Oh, no. It's just spelled with Windham. Okay, so. okay. It, but it's just one okay. word. I like eating a ham sandwich with the fan on. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> a hair blown in the breeze. Fun stuff. I can't say the same, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I will take the the box. The box. How many men competed in the first Royal Rumble match in January 1988? Wow. I was just talking. We were just talking about this. Jim Duggan won it. Um, I believe it was... Wow. I will say 20. Good answer. Ooh. That is correct. 20 men in the original Royal Rumble. And as we discussed earlier, that was not a pay-per-view. It actually aired as a special on the USA Network to counteract... um, um, What did... Yeah. No, no. Not No, Clash of Champions, I think. It was the Bunkhouse Stampede. Ah. I believe. All right. Eliminated gang, didn't he? Yep. Yep. All right, I'm going with the box. The box. 1997's In Your House, Ground Zero saw masked American hero, the Patriot, challenge what anti American WWE champion for the title? My man, Brett the Hitman Hart. You are correct. Greatest heel run ever was Bret Hart's 1997 heel run. I've said it ad nauseum in the show. I don't have to elaborate anymore. But, yes, the Patriot challenged Bret for the WWF title at Ground Zero. You know what I always wondered from that pay-per-view to the next one? The Patriot's counterpart to battle the hearts was... Big Van Vader, who was mm-hmm. never that patriot, you know, like he yeah. wasn't a, he was like, I'm from America. He wasn't that guy. So, they, I mean, it had to just be a throw together. Like, okay, Vader yeah. isn't doing anything. Put him with Del Wicks. Yeah, it was Vince Russo going, bro, bro. listen. <laughs> bro. All right, so let me, let me run this down real quick just to add them up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I'm at nine. Aaron is at 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Mm, In the lead, yes. Archie, though, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, 3 and 3. No, you're at 10 also, Archie. So you're both yes. beating me and you're tied at 10. Yes. All right. Well, um, is it my turn? Yep. Uh, I'll go with the box. The box? Yeah. Okay, sorry, I had interference. Okay. All right, who defeated Ric Flair in a Loser Leaves WWE match Ooh. on a January 1993 episode of Raw? Mr. Perfect. It sure was. It sure was. Damn right it was, and it was a fucking masterpiece. It really was. Everybody did a fantastic job, and it was another... Call back to how awesome Bobby Heenan was. Yep. Yep. Absolutely distressed. 
My boys are fighting. It was fantastic. I will stick with the box. And, and, oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go uh, ahead. Say what you're going to say. I, I was just going to say, I don't know if there was ever... Uh, I don't know if there was ever a classier separation between a company and a wrestler and a classier exit for a wrestler than Flair leaving the WWF in 93. I agree. You know, it was amicable. Him and Vince were, you know, like this is Vince essentially said to Rick, this is what's best for you. I'm not going to hold you in your contract. It was just just a a show of respect by the promoter and then a show of respect by Flair the way he went out. And Flair said that in his book, he said when he signed with Vince, like Vince was like was like I don't do guarantees, and Flair was like that's fine. But if you're never if you're ever going to use me as anything but a main eventer, I'm going to leave. And Vince said okay, and then Vince wanted to move him down the card and him start working with like El Matador and shit. Mm-hmm. And Flair was like that's not what we said we were going to do, and they were just both like okay. And Flair did Flair did his job great. Yeah, on that on that raw. And and Vince respected him, and mm-hmm. it's also, I was gonna say like everything I want to say about Flair being in the WWF at that time. Sometimes I say like Vince dropped the ball with it a little bit, and in my opinion, he did. But Ric Flair, Bobby Heenan, and Kurt Hennig was a fucking great little faction. It was fucking great. And then they replaced Flair with Luger. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was yeah, no no doubt fantastic. So um, you said you wanted the box, right? Yes. Alrighty. What superstar returned to WWE at Survivor Series 2002, attacking both Matt Hardy and Christopher Nowinski? Nowinski. Nowinski, sure. Big Papa Pump is your hookup. Holla if you hear me, Scott Steiner. You got it. Scott Steiner, talk about, talk about a failed WWE run. <laughs> both of them, when he was with oh, Rick and then by himself, it was they were both bad. Yeah, Scott Steiner was just not as much as he was pretty much Vince McMahon's type of wrestler. He was not made to be in the WWE. Nope. <laughs> nope. I was. They were. I was watching a like worse wrestlers that came in during the the whole invasion and after. And, mm-hmm. And the matches he had with Triple H's were just with Triple H were just botch fests. Yeah, like he was terrible. falling over out of his feet, and I was like, "Why was he so incoherent while he was in the WWE? <laughs> like, what drug was he on when he finally got to the WWE as a big pop pop? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, total failure. Uh I'm being a failure right now, and I'm behind, so I'm going to go with the box. I don't want right. to risk the book right now. <laughs> I thought you were going to go out in style. <laughs> I, I lied. I'm a heel. That was when he was two behind. He's only one behind now. <laughs> okay. At the 1999 Royal Rumble, who did The Rock defeat in an I Quit match to win the WWE Championship for a second time? Mankind. Is that Big Foley? Yes. 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 Then yes, that's who and it is. If you'll remember, Mrs. Maxson, that was one of the matches we watched on the Wife Watches Wrestling. The match where uh, Rock was cracking him over the head with the chair um, umpteen times while Mick's uh, hands were 
handcuffed behind him. That's one of the matches I had you watch on the show at one point. But yes. Now, Nate, mm-hmm. I've always wondered. Mm-hmm. The match that took Mick out of ECW was Shane Douglas versus Mick was Shane Douglas versus Cactus Jack, mm-hmm. and they did that same thing. Shane tied his hands behind his back with handcuffs, and he bashed him in the head with a chair, and then he applied a figure four. So I'm wondering mm-hmm. if Mick like went to the Rock and like, look, I got a spot. I think we could pull it off. And Rock was like, yeah, no problem. I'll hit you with a chair 87 times. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll get the heat by doing yeah. nothing. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, he, he took it, but but Shane was a um, professional. And, right. Um, <laughs> the, and say what you want to say about the Rock, but at Royal Rumble, Rock wasn't. Right. Rock bust, really, really busted him open. You know, like, yeah, well, Foley said repeatedly that he basically told Rock, hit me like four or five times, and Rock, Rock just went into a fucking business for himself and just kept right. going and going and going. And he's like, I'm turning my back to this guy, and he still fucking hit me in the goddamn head. It, 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 it was great watching it at the time because you're like, holy shit, this is Yeah, fantastic. but then to hear it recalled back is like really horrible. You're like, really yeah. bad for Mick. You know. Aaron, you're next. Uh, book. All right. Identify Rick's tag date. Steve Kern, Butch Miller, Robert Gibson, or Tommy Rogers. I'm assuming that Rick is tra- teaming with Gibson. You are correct. The, nice assumption. Yeah, the, <laughs> the book is like, I'm drunk today. Who was Rick's tag team partner? <laughs> Gibson? <laughs> the next question is, the next question is, he had a great perm. <laughs> uh, Ernie Ladd? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All who's, right, who's Andy's second cousin? <laughs> <laughs> and finally, what's his sign? <laughs> For bonus points. You should have picked Kane. <laughs> you should have picked. You should have picked Kane. You should have picked Kane. I will take the box, of course. Of course, okay. Uh, you should have picked Kane. This I should have picked Kane. <laughs> what WWE superstar lost a match to Wade Barrett at Hell in a Cell 2010, meaning? Oh. Right, sorry, meaning he was forced to join the Nexus. The guy who I had questions about all night, Mr. Yeah, John you're right, Cena. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> he then wore, wore a mask and became Juan Cena. Honestly, if I had a red head, I would have given you that it. question because of the John <laughs> Cena thing. Because <laughs> I've given you John Cena all night. <laughs> you know, I wonder if, like, John Cena... I'm sure he's in... probably Juan Cena for, like, one show. <laughs> no, it right? was a house like, show. It wasn't even yeah. on Raw. It was a house show. God damn it. <laughs> um... Aaron and Archie are tied at 11, and I have 10. I have a question. Yes. Since Aaron goes before me, if Aaron gets to 15 first, and I don't miss a question, do I get to answer and tie him, or does he win because he hit made 15 first? How about, how about if it comes to that, 
we have a little sudden death. Okay. Like Sorry, a were you, what the fuck are you, Gorilla Monsoon? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> oh, will you stop? All right. I'll storm out of here. Leave like <laughs> six months. I go make Lonesome Dove. Piss everybody off. You can't do that. I have to go make Thunder in Paradise. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there goes my meal ticket. I'm using another uh, Gorilla Monsoon. Gorilla Monsoon, as you still bought me. There's your meal ticket. Getting his ass whooped. He didn't say ass whooped. Yeah. But. All right. I think it's my turn, correct? Yes. The box. CM Punk defeated his WWE championship by beating what previously undefeated superstar in Hell in a Cell 2012? Ryback. Wow. You got it. Or as Jim Cornette calls him, Fatback. Ryback Ryback is the um, uh, Billy Jack Haynes of this era. <laughs> <laughs> You're giving him too much credit. <laughs> All right, Aaron, you're up. Book. These two men are truly fantastic. Was it Tommy oh Hodges and Bobby Fulton? Jimmy Hart and Bobby Foster? Tommy Rogers and Bobby Fulton? Or Coco B. Ware and Rocky Johnson? Uh, 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 Fulton and Rogers. I don't remember. Hold on. <laughs> Tommy Rogers and Bobby Fulton. Yes. They were the Fantastics. And they were fantastic. And Tommy Rogers, I'm sorry, Kendall didn't say I was right. It, I was correct, correct? You, yeah, yes. 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 Tommy, Ro- Bobby Fulton, I like Bobby Fulton. But Tommy Rogers was fucking great. Rogers was the best part of that tag team. Fucking Tommy Rogers was a goddamn fire plug. That dude could fucking work with anybody, and just yeah, like, I have to agree. If he, he would if he would have been like a foot and a half taller, that dude would have been a bigger star than what he was. I, I agree, and also like, and I don't mean to be. I don't know. I, I don't mean to be disrespectful to them, but the reason I can honestly say Aaron's right is I'm not a fan of the Fulton brothers as the Fantastics. Right. But I am a fan of Fulton and Rogers as the Fantastics. Oh, I agree. I agree. And that's not taking anything away from either one of the Fulton brothers. It's just to me, yeah, Tommy was definitely the best of the best in that team. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, uh, this, this might, Nate, you might be like, oh, I don't know if that makes sense. Whatever. Like, He's almost like a, an '80s equivalent of like a Chris Candido. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I agree. Like with this, that. this guy's so fucking good. But if he was just a fucking foot and a half taller, he'd be a fucking main eventer. Mm-hmm. And lose that bow tie. But anyway. Well, hey. All right, Archie. I will go with the box again. Okay. What famous WWE manager is credited with coining the phrase pencil neck geek? Classy Freddie Blassie. Yep. He's my fave. He's in my top ten. Pencil neck geek, grit eating freak, scum sucking 
what is it? Scum sucking. Uh, pee head with a whole pee head with a lousy physique. physique. <laughs> If these pets, if these pencil necks are a dime a dozen, I'm looking for the guy supplying the dimes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know, since I'm at a deficit anyway, I might as well go for the gusto. Let's do a book question here. Just because they, 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 they always wind up being fun anyway. So let's right. do it. All right. Well, the pretty young things were managed by Tommy Rogers, Percy Pringle, Bobby Keenan, or Coco Beware. Percy Pringle. Percy Pringle. You got it. And guess what, Mrs. Maxson? Hmm. You know what Percy Pringle's name also was in a in a life after Percy Pringle? What? He was Paul Bear. Oh. Yeah. He was blonde and thin and effeminate. Yeah. I was just about effeminate, to say polar, yes. polar opposite to what Paul Bearer was. And, and Kendall, Kendall likes eccentric things like we do, so I'm going to tell her his full name as Percy Pringle was Percival Pringle the Third. Isn't that fun? <laughs> there were two of those no before kidding. him. Percival Pringle the Third. <laughs> there were two before him. <laughs> there were two before him. <laughs> Aaron, you're next. He, when he showed his lady his penis, he said, once you pop, you just don't stop. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, I, I have 12 points. You have 13. You and Archie 13. are tied at 13. I have 12. I'll do the book. Shouldn't have told him. He's at 12. He's at 12. <laughs> the masked medics were never a grappling duo. True or false? False. That would be false. Wow. I, I Memphis like gimmick for years. Right. I would just like to chime in and say that if I were ever to become a professional wrestler, I wanted to be a manager and I wanted my name to be Arthur James Westfield the third. Arthur James Westfield the third? The third, yes. I like it's it. Al- it's always been my understanding you're supposed to pick your middle name, which my middle name is James. And the street you lived on, mm-hmm. so that that's Westfield. And then I wanted to be the third. I wanted <laughs> to be a cross between Paul Heyman and remember Arliss on HBO. Yeah, I wanted to be like that, like a sports agent. So, I think it works, Archie. And I think yeah, we might have to change your name here on the show. Give you a new gimmick. My family wouldn't ever let me go to any open houses for wrestling companies, though, so it wouldn't work. My mom was <laughs> like, "No, you're too small." I'm like, "Mom, what?" Like I'm going to be a manager, manager, not a wrestler. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> so. But Jimmy Hart, Mom, look at him. Right, right. <laughs> look at Jimmy, Mom. No. Uh, my turn? Yep. Okay, I will take the box again. All right. Who became WWE's first Grand Slam champion when he beat the British Bulldog for the European Championship The heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. You're right. You're right. Saved that me a must little have been too easy. No, right, I'm just a big Shawn House. Michaels fan. <laughs> Witherspoon. Witherspoon, whatever that last name was. That made, that made me think of Columbia House where you'd get the CDs for a penny. <laughs> yeah. I still owe them, I still owe them 30 cents. Thousands, yeah. From 1990 or 1992, yeah. 
I'm still listening to If I Had No Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Tone Luke. No, not Tone Luke. Tone Luke. Wild Fang. Tony, Tony, Tony. Tony, Tony, Tone. All right. Give me the box. I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to get back in this. It looks like I'm gonna lose my title though. All right. What North of the Border Tag Team won the World Tag Team Championship three times between September 93 and March 94? The Quebecers. You are correct. Ooh. They're not the Mounties. They're handsome. They're brave. They're strong. They're strong. They're not the Mounties because they enforce the law. The law. They're fucking awesome. Yes, they were. (laughs) Yes, they were. And you know what? The... Even though at first, when it first starts, it's an odd combo. Those guys and Johnny Polo fucking worked. Oh, it was perfect. great, oh, fantastic. Perfect. The only, the only thing I ever hated about the Quebecers, the only thing, there is a raw from I think it's early '94 where they do commentary, mm-hmm. and it's annoying as shit. Oh like, yeah, their their gimmick does not work for a full hour. You know what I mean? Sitting at ringside. Right. But man, for five minutes, they are great heels. Great heels. Jacques Rougeau is underrated as a heel, actually. As an I, annoying pissant heel. Just oh, yeah. fantastic. He would the I, the Rougeau brothers were, were actually pretty damn good in their time. And then Raymond Rougeau when he became a, an announcer. Yep. I always love the pr- way he yeah, yeah, I always love the way he pronounced the names like Yokozun. Yep. Lex Luger. <laughs> I was I was never a fan of the amazing French Canadians in WCW though. Yeah, WCW that, didn't didn't know how to book Canadians. Look yeah. at the history of WCW. Right. They didn't they had the biggest star in wrestling with the biggest story in wrestling and they yep. fucked up Bret Hart. How do you do yep. that? <laughs> they were like, "Hey, we got to cool them off a little bit." Yeah. yeah what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. You're going to sit on the sidelines for like a month. Meanwhile, fucking idiots. Meanwhile, Vince is on wrong road and Brett screwed Brett. And Shawn Michaels is on wrong road. I screwed Brett. And yeah, Brett's, suck it. Home go- Brett's at home going, did they screw me? I think they did. I think let's, they cool, did. Let's, let's cool them off a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's got way too much heat coming in here. <laughs> we don't like hot guys coming in here. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Aaron. Put, 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 put the nail in the coffin on my title reign here. I only have one more. You're, you and Archie are both at 14, and I'm at 13. Uh, book. All right. The British Bulldogs had blank as their mascot. Oh, Was it Maddie? Was this easy? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Is it Matty, Maggie, Elizabeth, or Matilda? Matilda. <laughs> Matilda. You are correct. Now, Nate, did you watch the Hall of Fame yet, or no? I watched the. Um, I watched some of it. I didn't okay. see all of it yet. I haven't okay. seen Bischoff. I haven't seen RVD, but I did see the British see Bulldogs. Bulldogs? Yeah. His son seemed like he was reading from a cue card. Oh, speaking was, about his the, father. Everything yeah. that I have seen of this year's Hall of Fame. So, like I said, I haven't seen the whole thing yet. Everything that I've seen, I absolutely fucking hate it I because. Mean, None of it's genuine. None of it's genuine. What? None of it's genuine. Sorry. 
No, I'm just saying it's none of it's genuine. You have the piped in crowd noise. Yeah. There's no emotion. Like it all seems like it's scripted. You're honoring your father who passed and you're sitting. Davey was a great wrestler. Davey did. That's a Canadian. That's a Canadian thing though. The heart boys always called their dad stew. No, no, no. I didn't care about calling his dad his first name, but it sounded like he was reading a cue card of all of Bulldog's, you know, attributes. Oh yeah, Dude, yeah. Speak yeah. from the damn heart. Say, you know, my father was the greatest wrestler the WWE ever saw from from England, and I loved him. And he showed me this, but no. Instead, you're petting your bulldog. You know, Davey knew how to come off the top rope. Okay, good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Guess how or the, far I guess how far I got into the Hall of Fame. How, how far? far? I started watching it, and then Jerry Lawler came out, and he was like. Welcome to the Hall of Fame. And then there was like fake crowd things. And then <laughs> I turn it off and then I watch WCW mini event from 92. Oh my God. <laughs> no, All right, Archie. Uh, if you don't this, get this, if you right. don't get this, Aaron's the, Aaron's the champ. Save us from this go. bragging. <laughs> I will go with the box. I've been all with right. it all night. Who teamed with Earthquake to form the gargantuan tag team known as the Natural Disasters? Hmm. Was it... Hmm. I'm between three. Either Tsunami... (laughs) (laughs) No. The answer is Typhoon, a.k.a. Tumbo. (laughs) Typhoon is correct. Uncle Fred. The Shockmaster. Yes. All right, so here's what we're going to do. And I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna. All right, I'll see if everybody agrees with me. Actually, the hostess, if she agrees with me, because okay. you two, you two knuckleheads have to battle it out now. So here's okay. what happens: I've lost my title, and bro, I've got a great booking idea. Oh no, is it New York rules, bro? Hey, bro, it's Are you Jersey, putting out a poll. It's, it's, it's New Jersey rules, Archie. You might win. Oh, oh. There won't be any hubcaps left, but you might win. Shit. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Here's what we're going to do. If everybody's in agreement, I think that since I have officially lost my title, I have no skin in the game, I think we should eliminate the box. Oh, God. And Kendall just asks Archie and Aaron book questions till someone gets it right. Are we all in agreement? I, I okay. mean, until somebody gets it wrong, right? Yes, yeah, so if somebody gets well, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Can, can we eliminate I mean. the book and just go from the box? I mean, no. no. The box is too easy. But the book <laughs> well, is full I, I was of races. Choosing races questions of... from the book anyway, so it sounds like we're in agreement. All right, go with the book. All right, so Aaron first, and right. then Archie. Age let me, uh, Wait, let me dig older. up some good ones here. And, and actually, I'm, actually, I think I'm older than you, Archie. How old are you, Archie? I'm going to be forty in September. Oh uh, yeah, you're old as fuck. Yeah, yeah, I'm old as fuck. Exactly. <laughs> So the beauty of this is that I just now get to sit back and listen to these guys compete. The first one to get a book question wrong is the loser. Sudden death for the trivia title, Kindle Fire Away. All right. How much did Haystack's Calhoun weigh? Was it 601 pounds? 502 802 or 695? 
You are correct. Uh, <laughs> you know, I made the joke that said she found the most obscure question. They said, how tall is Sky Lolo? And the next question is, how big was Ace South Carolina? <laughs> That's ridiculous. He was, he was 727 Sky Lolo's. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go. All right. What was Frank Gotch's one loss record? <laughs> Wait a minute. Repeat that again. I couldn't. I couldn't hear that. Frank. What was Frank Gotch's one loss record? Win loss record. Yeah. Yes. Is it one fifty four and six? Two hundred and seventeen and sixteen. Three hundred and seven and twenty six. And 97 or 3. Can you repeat the first one again? <laughs> I'm serious. I didn't hear the, I didn't hear the first 154 one. 154 to 6. Wow. Frank Gotch didn't actually lose that much. To my understanding, I think he only lost like four or five matches. I can read the matches again if you want me to. I, yeah, go ahead. All right, so 154 to 6, 217 to 16, mm-hmm. 307 to 26, or 97 to 30. Okay. Uh, Gotch was around the time when they used to wrestle every single day. Sometimes more than once a day, so this has to be a very large number. I'm going to say... The second one, the two hundred and the you want to say the two seventeen to sixteen? Two seventeen and sixteen, you said it was? Is that your final answer? Yes. All right. I think you should have went with Kane. It, you should have went with one fifty four to six. No. What was it? What was it? It was one hundred and fifty four six one hundred and fifty four wins, six losses. I hate it you, was Aaron. The first one. <laughs> I hate you, Aaron. <laughs> You should have went with Kane. <laughs> Aaron has reclaimed the We Can't Wrestle trivia title. You son of a bitch. <laughs> you know what? I hate you too, Nate, because you made this. You made these rules. <laughs> you should have uh, went with the box, man. <laughs> you should have went with Kane. <laughs> I'm going to go have a shirt made with that saying on it. You should have went with Kane. But Aaron, congratulations right, congrats, on your victory. Aaron. Yeah, to a nicer guy, it couldn't have happened. <laughs> All right, buddy Rogers. <laughs> remember, remember when I said I was making that belt? Nah. <laughs> he's not. Yeah, I'm he's not, not getting the belts. I can't hear you. He's not getting the. He's he's not getting the belt made now. <laughs> what did he say, Kenny? <laughs> yeah, he's in the clouds. He can't hear you. <laughs> I can't hear you. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, I want to thank Kendall for being our hostess and taking her time out to hang out with us Cretans here on the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Thank you thank for you, having Kendall. me. Always, always a pleasure. It's always fun. And Aaron, uh, Archie, any part? Aaron, uh, our champion. Any parting words for your adoring public? <laughs> yeah. Um, if. You don't like the fact that I'm the champion now. I don't give a shit. I'm the best at the trivia. And Nate's win last time was a fluke, and I proved it. 
and he fucking completely shit the bed. Archie was a <laughs> formidable opponent, but still did not come out on top. And I am the champ, and you people just need to live with it. And um, if if you don't like it, just I, I don't care. He's a heel, damn it. <laughs> Ricky Bobby over there. If you don't <laughs> chew big red gum, go fuck yourself. Fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, Mitchell. seriously, it was very fun and um, I had a good time. And that first question was fantastic. <laughs> and what what little what little brother doesn't like to beat his big brother at something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Mitchell, any parting words? Yes, I would like to take this moment to announce my retirement from <laughs> the box or the book. Um, until until the next, next time, time we do it. Yeah, until we do yeah. the next one. Until next time. Uh, You're going to be like Terry Funk. You you need to yep. do the Terry Funk gimmick. You need to retire every time. Every time. Every yeah, time. it's like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like Bruno now. Two times. Two times. <laughs> Nate is like the Iron Sheik. He didn't hold it very long. <laughs> and Archie's You fucking a jabroni. I'm Barry Archie's Bear Horowitz. No, he's wow. Terry Funk. He's that, can't get a win. that might have been the worst thing you've ever said to me. Aaron <laughs> Maxson wow. came down to Amarillo, Texas. No, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Congratulations, Aaron. You deserve it. No, he doesn't. And now... That book, do. that book hates later. me. <laughs> um, that being said, I want to thank Aaron and Archie and, of course, Kendall for joining me. And a reminder to please, please, please... I got my As belt. you are out there in internet land, <laughs> check out check out WrestleNet Radio as it's going to be big things happening there in the weeks and months to come at WrestleNet Radio. Also, big things popping, little things stopping things on the stop WrestleNet Radio. And we would be remiss if we did not ask you. Actually, Chad Austin would come up and give me and Aaron each a blade job if we did not tell you to check out Reliving the Extreme as we are watching ECW from week to week, from the beginning to the end with ECW's Chad Austin. And that is going on right now as well. Check that podcast out. It is growing. We should have 605 numbers. (laughs) That's what what, was so funny. That was so funny. (laughs) Why don't we have 605 numbers? That was... (laughs) Wilbur Snyder Subaru. (laughs) Get in and listen to Reliving the Extreme before Peacock pulls it. Yeah. <laughs> but it will be available on WrestleNet Radio, so you can listen yes. to it there. All right, everybody. Thank you once again for joining us on the We Can't Wrestle podcast this week, and we will see you again next time around. I know Archie's on vacation next week. Yes. So uh, you may just have to listen to me and Aaron gas bag about something next week. But Archie, well, we want to. vacation. He's not doing anything. He should be able to be on there. I'm going to be in Disney World. <laughs> Got a phone, okay. <laughs> and I'm we're joined my... by we're joined by Archie Mitchell. Oh, Archie's not here right now. Yeah, it's <laughs> a small world after all. It, I, I can't took his and he's in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm signing off. We'll see you next week on the Weekend Wrestle Podcast. Archie's on ice. <laughs> <laughs> we always end this show on some bullshit. 